Welcome back, everyone. We're so excited to be back with our final episode of the year. You're listening to Watching Up, and I'm Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And it's the end of 2023 as we know it. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Yep. Um, it has been a while since we talked to y'all. Yeah, it has. We we hope you've had a great holiday. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying your lives. Yep. We've been living our lives, you know, watching a lot of things, consuming a lot of content. <laughs> we haven't been recording, but you know what? We've got plans for next year to come back even yeah. bigger and better than before. And we're just so glad that we started this at the beginning of this year. It's almost come full circle. I know, it's almost been a year. So, um, yeah, but as of now, we're in that week between Christmas and New Year's, which is personally my favorite week of the year. I don't know how you (laughs) feel about it. I I don't have any certain feelings about it. Uh, I guess it's kind of different every year for me because, like, I usually don't have it off. And so I'm usually like working at least, you know, two or three days this week, Mm -hmm. but this year I'm not. (laughs) So yeah, I guess I have been pretty fortunate in my career to almost always have this whole week off. Um, And that's just, I think there's certain industries that close for this week and certain industries that don't. But um, I always use this week to like factory reset my life and whether that means like just literally doing nothing and rotting like that's fine but this year for me it means literally cleaning out every closet in my and junk drawer in my house and d d um stuffing my life and organizing yeah yeah i'm marie condoing the shit out of my stuff so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've been having a great time <laughs> doing that by myself <laughs> for the last couple That's of days. That's the best. Um, yeah, and just getting ready f- to start fresh in 2024. Yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I did some of that um, a couple of weeks ago where I just went in and I was like, everything is trash and it's getting out of my house. Everything <laughs> is I just trash. like threw everything away. <laughs> for me, it's more like yeah. I need to make room for the new trash I got. So I'm getting rid yeah. of the old trash. Like I, I have so like, much new stuff too. There's no reason that I should be out of storage right now. No. So I need to. We are to two people and a dog living in a large home. Like I should be able to find places to put things, but here we are. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we hope everyone's having had a good 2023. It was it was a little rocky for me. I'm not gonna lie, but I have hope that 2024 will be better, even though it's an election year. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, we don't have to get into that, but <laughs> I think it will be new beginnings, a good year. fresh start. New beginnings, it's always nice. Yeah, um, but one and with I was just gonna say one thing about twenty twenty three. There were some bangers of movies that came out. Yes, as we enter um, seasonal depression season, we're also entering award season, our favorite Woo-hoo! season of the year. The most wonderful time of yeah, the year. Yeah, so we thought um, for our first annual 
um, end of year show, we will do something called, we're calling the Watchies, which is our best of list um, at the end of every year, this year, obviously for 2023. So um, we have come up with five categories and we are going to award um, art, content, television, movies with um, our favorites of the year. Yay! I'm so excited. This is so fun. Yeah, it, it's a fun exercise to kind of revisit everything you've seen, even from up to 12 months ago, and kind mm-hmm. of remember and think about your experiences watching these things, whether it's in the theater or at home, and just who affected you, the performances. So our five categories are going to be our best TV show of 2023. Um, our best theater experience of 2023, um, our best first watch of 2023. These are films that didn't come out this year, but we watched them for the first time this year. So a lot of our watching up movies will be in this category. Um, our best performance of 2023 and our best film of 2023 that was released this year. So, yes. Get so excited. Exciting. We should, we should. Get into it. <laughs> Before we start, do you think we should maybe like shout out some of the films we have yet to see that we're kind of like excited about? Yes. Um, I have that, quite a few actually. Yeah. So these might be glaringly absent from our list, but it's just because we haven't had a chance to see them yet. Yes. Um, I want to see Zone of Interest. That hasn't even come out yet yes. wide. Um, yeah. American Fiction. American Fiction. I want to see that. All of Us Strangers. Ferrari. Anatomy of a Fall. Ferrari. Um, I never saw Passages, and I really wanted to. Um, I did see that. So I haven't I, – I don't have any com- comments on that yet. Um, what else? I never even saw Bo is Afraid. I I didn't either. And that was like one of my (laughs) most anticipated movies of this year. So um, that was a fail on my part. Um, There are some foreign films that are supposed to be really good. Fallen Leaves, The Taste of Things, Perfect Days, um, in addition to the ones we already mentioned. Yes. And I really, I still really want to see Blackberry. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, we started watching the serialized version, but I realized like halfway through the episode that we were on episode three out of three episodes. So I was watching the end. Um, so I need to go back and figure out how to <laughs> access that correctly. Yeah, but um, yeah, I want to see that. So without further ado. We should get some, like, awards music. The way we're going to do this is we're each going to talk about um, the category, um, some honorable mentions that we have that didn't quite get the top prize, but that we really, really enjoyed, and then award our number one and we might have some overlap we haven't shared our list with each other yet so yeah um so there will probably definitely be some overlap definitely definitely knowing us yeah exactly (laughs) 
So I'm going to start with best TV show of 2023. So this was an interesting year for television um, with the writer's strike, the actor's strike. I feel like TV got affected a lot more than Mm -hmm. movies did this year. I think movies will be probably affected more next year. But um, so I had a couple – I only could remember a couple of like really good experiences I had watching TV this year. Um, so one of my honorable mentions is going to be the fall of the house of Usher on Netflix. Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. I kind of talked about it at length in one of our other podcasts that you can go back and find that discussion if you want to, but I just think Mike Flanagan is doing horror on television and no one else really is doing it like him. So I really enjoyed that TV show on Netflix. Um, my other honorable mention is The Gilded Age, which <laughs> I started this <laughs> year. I actually binged the first season and then caught up to the second season while it was airing. It's now finished airing the second season. Um, this show has gotten into my brain in a way that I didn't anticipate. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. Um, it is very... Um, I don't know. It kind of scratches an itch that I had going back to like early 2000s TV where like the storylines kind of come and go really quickly, but um, not a whole lot happens within like a few episodes. The only thing I wish Mm -hmm. um, for it would would be that it would have like a 26 episode season like they used to have back in the day because... The sets are out of this world. Mm -hmm. The costumes are out of this world. The performances are so good. And they're just like pitch perfect for what the show is. And it really takes you back into that time. It's um, set in 1887, I believe is the exact year, Um, Mm -hmm. in New York City. And it's just... Like it's, it's so, it's like a pure kind of show. There's not really a lot of, um, really raunchiness happening. There's not, there's no cursing. There's like nothing like that. It's just, um, it's just good, clean fun. I don't know how else (laughs) to describe it, but I love it. And, um, the people making that show put a lot of, um, detail into it and they're really, Mm -hmm. Um, they're really putting their heart and soul into it, you can tell. So I, if anyone hasn't seen it, I highly recommend The Gilded Age on HBO. Um, there's two seasons. Yeah, there's only... My Gilded Age era soon, Yeah, there's only eight episodes <laughs> per season, which is criminal. There should be at least ten. But um, yeah, it's, re- it's really, really good. I have enjoyed it greatly. And... For the award (laughs) for best TV show of 2023, it's probably no surprise that I'm giving (laughs) it to Succession. Yes, I'll just go ahead and say that's my winner as well. (laughs) For the final um, season of Succession this year, I think it'll be a big winner at the Globes and um, all the other awards ceremonies that award TV. Yeah. I had honestly forgotten that it was 2023 that that came out. I watched all of Succession in 2023. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Did I kind of probe you to watch it or was that kind of... Yeah, I think we were talking about it on here and 
I was just like, I had started the first season like years ago and I just never continued. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, now's the time since it's coming to an end. That's kind of how I did like Breaking Bad too, Mm -hmm. where it was like, I know it's ending, so I'm just going to like catch up. And yeah, yeah, I've done that with a few shows, but obviously this was the biggest kind of event of 2023. Was the White Lotus this year too? Mm-mm. Okay, that was last year. It was last year because I remember saying that was my one of my faves of the previous year. Okay, um, it was the biggest kind of like monoculture moment. I feel like was watching that final season and like looking at Twitter or X.com or whatever you call it and just seeing everyone's <laughs> like reactions to the episodes in real time. You know, we love that shit. So yeah, um, it was memed into oblivion. It was memed into oblivion, rightfully <laughs> so. It was so well written, so well cast, so well acted. Um, I'm excited to see Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin on the, um, you know, award circuit soon. So yeah. Look for them, and yeah, I know. So. I can't wait to see them win. I'm excited to see like in the categories where there's multiple um, cast members mm-hmm. nominated, like who pulls it out, if it'll split the votes, mm-hmm. or like what's going to happen. Exactly. But yep, it's going to be a fun time. That yeah, that was also my winner. Nothing got me like succession this year. <laughs> Nothing got me. Uh, <laughs> did you have any honorable mentions? I did, yeah. I think most of my honorable mentions are surprisingly like reality shows, but I did want to give a shout out to um, The Bear Season 2. Mm-hmm. is one of the best seasons of television that like I've ever seen. Um, so there were just so many standout episodes in that season. I haven't watched season two yet. I just got my husband to rewatch season one with me. So we're like halfway through season one and we're going to watch season two when we're done. So I'm excited. It's so good. Jeremy Allen White is my baby boy. (laughs) I love him. Um, I also wanted to shout out Poker Face, which Mm. I had kind of forgotten about. I did too. Um, but I thought it was a really great, like, original season of television that was, like, kind of unlike anything I'd ever seen just in the style and, like, the storytelling and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Jury Duty. Yes. One of my favorite reality shows of the year. Um, and then just some other reality shows I enjoyed. The Traders, Golden Bachelor. Squid Game the Challenge, which I didn't expect to like mm-hmm. as much as I did, um, but it was really fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that you mentioned the traders because that, w- that was on my list, too, for a reality um, competition, and a new season is coming in January, so I know. I'm excited about that. So excited. The cast is good. The cast is good. Uh, that show is good TV, so good job, Bravo. Um, iconic. Iconic. Okay. Okay. So our next category is going to be our best theater experience. Um, And you can start, Rachel. Okay. (laughs) So this year, I definitely went to the theater probably more than I ever have before. Um, Thanks much in part to Alamo Draft House season pass. Shout out. Shout out. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> um, I was just going to the movies. What can I say? 
Um, and as we already mentioned, like this year was such a good year for movies. I think it had a lot to do with uh, films that were kind of like held over from the pandemic and a lot of things like that. It also kind of felt like more people were going back to theaters for, you know, big events like Barbenheimer and um, things like that. So um, I only had a few honorable mentions, but um, they include Barbie, which was a really fun viewing experience just to kind of that was I think that was really the first one that I actually went to the theater and I was like oh I feel like I'm like back in Mm -hmm. the old days where people are like dressing up and like getting excited like it kind of felt like twilight yeah (laughs) Yeah, where everyone is like waiting in line and stuff like that um so I just had a fun time like being around people who were just as excited to be there as I was and were like laughing at all the jokes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then my other honorable mention was The Killer mm-hmm. <laughs> for no particular reason other than like it just felt kind of like everyone was ready to watch a David Fincher movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you were John Hamm um, with your cigarette. Yeah, I was like, this is cinema. (laughs) Um, So that was pretty fun. But my winner by far was my experience going to see Saltburn. I knew you were going to say that. I liked Saltburn more than a lot of people do. I think that that movie is very polarizing. Mm Um, and I can, I understand that like completely, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of the reason why I liked it so much was just the crowd that I went to see it with. Yeah. Um, it was some sort of special showing. I don't know if they only do this in Austin, but it was like a part of, um, Fantastic Fest, which, um, they were having like a special, like Fantastic Fest showing. And so it seemed like everyone there was like either there as part of the festival or like they were all like cinephiles and they, I don't know, they knew about like an early showing. Mm-hmm. So every, the crowd, like the theater was packed. Um, people were like gasping and like reacting to all of the shock moments during the movie, which was really fun. And I could just feel like people squirming around me, which if you've seen Saltburn, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my winner for the year. Yeah, I kind of wish I saw it in a showing that was like yours. Like there were like five people in the theater when I saw it. So I didn't have like yeah. the energy around <laughs> it's it. It's not the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so my runner up for best theater experience this year was when I saw Megan last January in the theater. Um, It was a really fun showing. It was kind of like everybody, like you said, was there, like seemed like excited about it and kind of was following like the, um, the campaign, the rollout, the marketing materials for this mm-hmm. movie was was really fun and like campy. And um, so it was a really fun experience watching it in theaters and just hearing everybody's reaction. And I think like the crowd was like pretty rowdy when I saw it. So it was like really fun um, to yeah. see like everybody rooting for Megan. 
<laughs> and then my winner, uh, which you already mentioned, but my winner was Barbie this year. Um, yes. It was such a fun experience seeing it opening night um, and the excitement in the theater and just like experiencing all the jokes together, like this movie that had been so anticipated and everyone was so excited for. Um, but yeah. not really. I think they did a really good job of hiding a lot of the jokes. Um, oh, for sure. Till the actual theatrical release, because there was a lot of like just being very amused and um, surprised at what was happening on screen. Um, yeah, like pleasant surprise. Yeah, discovering what even the movie is about. Like, I don't think we right for the. A it's large weird part, to think back. Yeah. and be like, we didn't know what this was gonna be. Like, yeah, we didn't really know the really full knew. story or like a, even a short synopsis of like what these characters are doing in the movie. So it was a really fun experience of like discovery and delight, and like you said, a lot of people were dressed up and excited. So that was my favorite. Theater experience of 2023, seeing Barbie. Such a good one. Okay. Um, our next category is best first watch of 2023. Like I said, this one is any film that we watched this year that did not release in 2023. Um, a lot yeah. of these are are watching up um, assignments. Some of mine aren't that are on my list, but, um, I have a kind of a long list of runner ups because I watched so many like classic, like bangers this year. Um, yeah, for the first time. So I'll just start like listing off. I think all just of list, I think pretty much all of these, maybe except for one, I rated five stars, um, when I watched it. So there was vertigo, there was seven, there was Cabaret, there was Before Sunrise, there was 12 Angry Men, there was Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Children of Men, and Amadeus. Those were all my runner-ups. So good. It's such a good <laughs> list. Like, all of these I want to watch again, like, now. Yeah. Um, I think Children of Men, I actually did already watch twice. Um, that was yeah. probably, that, it was really hard for me but to pick between Children of Men, Amadeus, and my winner. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, and I think what gave my winner the edge is the fact that I was able to see it for the very first time in the theater. Um, mm. So that was a really cool experience. So my winner for Best First Watch of 2023 is Mulholland Drive by David yes, Lynch. Yes, I um, knew it. We actually just rewatched <laughs> it again the other night. And it's just so absurdist, but so good. Um, the performances, the direction, the story, the script, mm -hmm. everything is just inspired. So I highly yes. recommend Mulholland Drive if you haven't seen it. If there's a theater that's like showing an old movie that you've never seen before, I highly recommend yeah, go taking see advantage of that. Because seeing this movie that came out in 2000 when I was 10 years old, um, I would never have watched this movie when I was 10, obviously. So getting the opportunity to see it, like the, um, the way audiences got to experience it for the first time in 2000 was really cool. So, um, yeah. that was my best first watch of 2023. Love that. Love Mulholland Drive. Um, okay. So my honorable mentions and this category is kind of like 
just in the spirit of like this show and I feel like why we started it Mm -hmm. was just to kind of watch up on movies that we've never seen that are supposedly the best of all time. (laughs) So um, a lot of my movies and my honorable mentions, as we said, are from our watching up assignments. Um, So I put on this list women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. I really liked Um, that was my first Almodovar movie. Uh, It was both of our first. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of fun. Um, Spirited Away, mm-hmm. which I had never seen, um, was a really good one. I really loved Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, I put on here After Hours I saw for the first time early this year. And as we talked about during our Killers of the Flower Moon episode, it it's currently stands in my top five Scorsese movies. Mm. Um, I loved Paris is Burning, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Brokeback Mountain, um, and then a couple that were not watching up movies. I watched Sideways for the first time, and I really liked it. Um, and then I also watched Killing of a Sacred Deer recently, which Ooh. was really good. Um, for my winner, I was kind of between two. So I guess the runner-up was The Verdict, the Sydney Lumet movie um, starring Paul Newman, uh, which was really, really good and just really beautiful to look at. And my winner, which you actually mentioned on your list, was Seven, which I had never seen. Ah! And I finally got to hear about what was in the box. Yeah, (laughs) which had never been spoiled for either of us, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so many good good things that we caught up this year. Yeah, Seven was really good. Um, So, yeah, I... I love that category, and I'm excited to see what we get to watch up on next year. Um, yeah. On our journey to cinema. On our journey to completism. Yeah. We will <laughs> we see watch every, every movie, movie ever. ever made. <laughs> I think that's probably impossible. Um, okay, so our next category is Best Performance of 2023. Which was also really, really difficult. This was so hard. This was the hardest one for me. Um, so for honorable mentions, as I just said, this was like the hardest category. Um, but I feel like my instinct to pick for a winner would have been um, somebody, one of the three main performances from The Holdovers, mm-hmm. um, Paul Giamatti, Davine Joy Randolph and Dominic Sessa. Mm-hmm. I thought they were all incredible, um, but I did not end up going with one of them, but they were kind of all runners up for me. Um, another person who I really thought about choosing was Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Mm-hmm. She was definitely one of my favorite performances of the year, and I really hope during award season, she can get some recognition, but I don't know. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling and Barbie, Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, oh, Gael Garcia Bernal and Cassandro. Mm-hmm. I thought was really great. Um, that's kind of a movie that I feel like kind of got lost this shuffle, year, yeah. but I really liked it. Um, Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson in Asteroid City. Charles Melton in May, December, such a great like breakout performance. Um, as a someone who used to be a religious Riverdale watcher, I was really glad to see that. <laughs> and 
Rosamund Pike and Saltburn, Zach Efron and Ironclaw. There's just so many. Uh, I feel like it was also kind of the year of Jacob Elordi, and mm-hmm. I thought him and Kaylee Spaney were really good in Priscilla. Um, but all that to say, um, since I didn't get to pick any of them, I feel like um, the reason I went with this person was it was just kind of the standout performance of the year for me, um, which was Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, I'm glad you picked her. And I thought she was just so great. And a revelation. So, like, a revelation. She was, you know, holding her own against some of the heaviest hitters in the industry. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, not something to sniff, sneeze at. What's, what's the phrase? Uh, thumb your nose at? I don't know. Something <laughs> about your nose. Yeah. Um, so she was my winner for the year. That's a really good winner. Um, it's so funny. Uh, my list is not as long, but, um, yeah, I had a few like performances that I felt like really stuck with me this year. Um, so my runners up were Greta Lee and Past Lives. Um, I loved that performance. Um, Lily Gladstone and Killers of the Flower Moon. She's one of my runners up. And um, Zach Efron in The Iron Claw, as you mentioned, I thought he, we just recently saw this, so it might be recency bias, but he really like did something new. I felt like that I'd never seen him mm-hmm. do before. And um, it really, really touched me, touched my heart. Yeah, he was very, very good. Um, but overall, my best performance of 2023 was, as you mentioned, Charles Melton in May-December. Yes! Um, he, like you said, it was a really great breakout performance. I think overall what like led to this was kind of expectation versus like what I got, which was like, I was not expecting this person to like deliver the type of performance that he was able to deliver in this movie. Yeah. Like so nuanced and like, so nuanced. Just So, um, and like you said, he was, like you said, with Lily Gladstone, he was working with some of the heaviest hitters in Hollywood and Julianne Moore and yeah. um, Natalie Portman. Um, but to me, he was the one that really like stood out in that movie, um, especially in a couple of key, key scenes. Um, the scene with him and his son on the rooftop is probably one of my favorite scenes of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is why I have to award Charles Melton in May, December as my favorite performance of 2023. I love that. Yeah. Love I hope that he, I'm sure he's going to get nominated um, or I feel pretty sure because yeah. I don't know, just like the precursors and everything that's happened already. He's like been winning a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really nice to see that. Yeah. See if he can go all the way. Let's see. Yeah, it'll just be fun, um, regardless of if he wins or not, to see him on the campaign trail and see the um fanfare around him both him and Jacob Elordi I feel like who are kind of buddies and kind of in the same like young Hollywood circle we like (laughs) like they're so cute and I'm excited to see um (laughs) their uh press junket so yes okay also yeah shout out Mark Ruffalo and poor things oh for sure for sure (laughs) yeah he was so good um and um 
Emma Stone, for obviously. Yeah. Um. So, so for our top prize of the year, um, for best movie, we are going to count down our top five. Um, I actually have three um, um, runners up that are uh, honorable mentions that didn't make my top five. So I guess top eight. But um, <laughs> um, so we can get started with our top prize of 2023 best movie. Um, so my three honorable mentions that didn't quite make my top five, um, I really wrestled with these, but, um, Mm -hmm. ultimately, uh, they were just, just, just out of the race, um, were past lives at number six, um, the iron claw at number seven, which obviously we just saw. So like I said, it might be Mm -hmm. recency bias and Priscilla at number eight. Um, nice. None of these, I'd, I think we talked about past lives, but a lot of the movies on my list, I don't think we've had a chance to deep dive into yet. Um, so Priscilla was one of them that, um, I mean, we both love Sofia Coppola and what she does. So I think this was a really good example of like why people love her and how good she is at what she does. Cause it was mm-hmm. very just her written all over it and I loved that about it um yeah and like you said Kaylee Spaney and Jacob Elordi in the lead roles were really good so those are my um runners up okay do you want to do your honorable mention do you have oh yeah I could do that yeah I can do that um I guess most important honorable mention for me which there was something kind of keeping me from including Barbenheimer in my top five, and I don't know why. I just felt like maybe I needed to give some love to some other movies mm-hmm. because everyone, I mean, we've talked about it extensively. Like, everyone listening knows how I feel about those movies. Yeah. So I kind of was like, oh, I'll just leave them off, even though they would obviously definitely make it into my top films of the year. Um so shout out to those. Um, I also really loved Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, um, The Iron Claw. And um, I guess we've also we've already mentioned like Poor Things, The Killer, Saltburn. Um, shout out to Bottoms as well. I thought that oh, was, yeah, Bottoms was one so of the good. funniest movies of the year. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Now so we can get into my, our five. Yeah. Let's get dive into our top five of the year. Our, at my five spot, I have Renaissance, the film by Beyonce. I'm repping yes, the merch, the, the only hat. movie that I bought merch for this year. Did, were they selling it when you went to see it? No, did you I bought it, it online. Um, nice. I actually bought it before I saw the movie, but I was <laughs> glad I did once I saw it. This was um, uh, in a year of film concerts, this like – kind of was something new I felt like um mm-hmm. as somebody that I think we kind of talked about it um but as somebody that really enjoyed Homecoming which was Beyonce's um Coachella performance from 2018 that dropped on Netflix in kind of a way that we hadn't really seen a concert be documented before um mm-hmm. she kind of went even bigger this time with her Renaissance tour in the way that she captured um, footage and she's listed as the director of this movie, um, Mm -hmm. which is 
kind of crazy um, while she was doing a world tour and directing this film um, at the same time. Uh, she has a singular vision and I think she's able to um, really make her vision come to life both on stage and on screen. So that's why Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, is my number five of 2023. I love it. I still haven't gotten to see it. You have to see it in theaters if you can. Um, I know. It's just expensive. (laughs) Yeah, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I know. I definitely need to go see it, especially since I didn't get to go to the tour. Mm -hmm. What's your number five? All right, so my number five, and again, I'm sure we're going to be having overlap, um, but my number five I gave to May-December, which was the Todd Haynes film that dropped on Netflix um, last month, maybe this month. I think it was in November. November. Um, I loved this movie, which is very campy and very melodramatic. Um, which he does so well. I loved, um, like we've said before, the performances are all, all three of the main performances are kind of outstanding, um, but especially Charles Milton. And just kind of the subtleties in it, the humor, the, I don't know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, there are so many things about it to like, and I feel like a lot of people online kind of aren't getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. That makes the best movies sometimes. I think it's like so when too. you can feel like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I'm going to hold my comments until later because that's on my list. Okay. Um, all right. In my number four spot, I have Barbie, um, which we already talked about at length. Um, it was, I, I think I gave it four and a half stars upon my first watch, but then after rewatch, and it is the definitely the movie that I've seen rewatch the most times in 2020 that came out in 2023 um Mm -hmm. i think i saw it in theaters three times and then at home i've seen it two times um (laughs) wow i just i love it i love watching i love looking at the um sets i love the costumes i love the jokes i just it makes me happy so that's why barbie's my number four love it um my number four was past lives Uh, which you already spoke about a little bit. Um, But I think it was such a great, like, debut film for Celine Song. Mm -hmm. Um, It included, as you said, some of the best performances of the year. Greta Lee, Teo Yu, and John Majaro were all so great. Such a simple story, but so affecting at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think just really well told and kind of well presented in you know whatever 90 minute two hour film um and i really loved it and especially the last shot Mm. was one of the most affecting shots of the year to me where she's like walking back to her house and then she just embraces her husband and breaks down Mm -hmm. that scene and the last scene in iron clower when I cried the most at, at, yeah, at I the think, very at end the theater this yeah. year. Um, totally. Yeah. That's a really so good, good one. Okay. Uh, at number three, I have poor things, a film by Yorgos Lanthimos that actually just released wide, I think last weekend. 
Um, I waited pretty, I felt like I was waiting all year for this movie and to me it did not disappoint. Um, Mm -hmm. the feast for the eyes that this movie was, was kind of astounding. I need to go watch it again. Um, but like I said, nobody is doing it like Yorgos is doing it. It is so, um, (laughs) weird and, um, whimsical and wonderful and the sets, the design, the costumes, the performances, the story, everything was a plus. So I put poor things at number three for me this year. I loved poor things too. And I think just the kind of just like the conceit and the, uh, the world building that he did kind of like bumped it up so much for me. Like just that alone was like worth a couple of stars. Mm -hmm. No, for (laughs) sure. Not considering everything else about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so my number three was asteroid city which was this year's Wes Anderson film. And I just really loved this film. And I feel like it came out pretty early in the year and maybe isn't being talked about as much anymore. But I consider it one of my favorite Wes Anderson films. And even though going to see it in theater might have been where I got COVID, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know it's good if it still ended up on my top five (laughs) um yeah I thought that all the performances are great such a great ensemble um so many funny moments the fact that Dear Alien is on the shortlist for best original Mm. song this year is amazing (laughs) the alien is my favorite Uh, part of that movie yeah so that was my number three a good one that's so funny I kind of I feel like on my list that one was overlooked but I did enjoy seeing it as well um okay at number two I have killers of the flower moon um this was a hard for me I I almost put it at number one um but to get a movie from a master Martin Scorsese my one of my favorite directors of all time um the director who made me know what a director was basically and for it to be so um such a beautiful moving story so well done so well paced so there's so many ideas in it like new things that I'd never seen before from a man that's in his 80s um I just I had such a good experience watching this movie and I need to watch it again, but um, it was definitely my, one of my favorite um, movies of the year. I'll hold my comments. (laughs) (laughs) What's your number two? Uh, My number two was the holdovers. Um, This honestly could have been my number one. I think you were saying you're, you watch Barbie a bunch of times. I think this is the only 2023 20 movie that I watched more than once. Um, I'm not somebody who like really rewatches things within like close succession to having seen it the first time, mm-hmm. but um, I did go and see this one in the theater twice and I loved it even more the second time. Um, I think it's such a successful like endeavor. Like Alexander Payne kind of set out to make this film in the pure style of like a film that would have come out in the seventies. And I think he 
really succeeded at that. And I loved how it looked. I loved the performances, as I said. Mm -hmm. I loved the story. It's just, it feels like a movie that I'll rewatch throughout the years. And it just brings me joy. And I love it. (laughs) Um, We love the holdovers in this house. Do you think it'll be um, a movie that you watch every Christmas? I think it could be. Yeah. Like, it feels like we saw it during Thanksgiving, which it is a Christmas movie, but I feel like it also kind of just has that general, like, holiday mm-hmm. feel to it. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like I could watch it for th- as a Thanksgiving movie, too. For sure. Um, because there aren't very many of those. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number one? So should we, like, insert drumroll here? (laughs) My number one movie of 2023 is May, December. Yeah. Definitely in conversation (laughs) with my best performance um, as Charles Melton. This was my favorite film that I saw all year. I think the only reason it edged out Kills You the Flower Moon for me was it was it was so it was something that I wasn't expecting at all. I think I had mm-hmm. heard people talk about May December and I knew the story, but what the film ended up being was something like completely out of left field that I didn't like anticipate. Yeah. Totally. Um I think a lot of what you said was right um about what Todd Haynes has to say about tabloid culture, about um our like kind of grotesque curiosity about these types of stories in our American culture and our American psyche. Um, Mm -hmm. But also what he has to say about um, the movie industry actors, like what are we all doing here? I think that his final scene in May, December is in direct conversation with Martin Scorsese's final scene in killers of the fire moon, which is really funny to say because they're very different movies, but I think they're saying a lot of the same things. And um, I just like I had a great surprising time watching it and I've watched it twice now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the performances were out of this world. I mean, I think Julianne Moore is kind of like the type of actress that you just can count on to like bring it. She's Mm -hmm. always like stellar and like whatever she's doing, even she's playing these kind of like monstrous like characters. Um, You kind of like question whether or not you should have empathy for her or not um and then I think Natalie Portman is a really kind of interesting character in this as well um something I don't really think I've ever seen and the fact that she's the one that brought this script to Tom Haynes was really Mm -hmm. like a fun little nugget for me that I didn't like I wouldn't have guessed that um so if you haven't seen May December it is streaming on Netflix. It is really good. Um, I have already had a friend tell me they hated this movie. So yeah. um, I don't I can't yeah, I've had people say that. I can't too. um I can't determine if you're gonna love it or hate it, but I loved it. And um yeah. if you get it, you get it. So And it's like it honestly is like as much as I, you know, kind of advocate for like seeing movies in theaters and like it's the best way to see them like it kind of is a really good movie to watch at home 
on Netflix. That was also and one of my points. The, f- the fact that I didn't see this movie in theaters and it ended up at number one on my best films of 2023 says a lot about like what he's able to do. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was just like... And it's, it's like low risk. Like even if you do end up hating it, it's not like you're going to feel like, yeah, oh, it's I not, wasted my money on that or anything It's like not that. ridiculously like, long. It's just yeah. um, going with an open mind. Like I had no idea what, like I said, like how the, I knew the story, but I didn't really understand like how he was going to put all these puzzle pieces together. And it was just kind mm-hmm. of a delightful surprise for me. So it ended up yeah. top of my list this year. Love it. We love a king who's obsessed with culture just like us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, my number one movie of 2023 was Killers of the Flower Moon. Pew, pew, um, pew. I co-sign everything you said about it earlier. Mm -hmm. I think it's just such an achievement from a man who has made so many achievements in his life. Um, It's so, such a great, such a well-told story. Um, You know, we we have a full episode about this movie if you want to go back and listen to it. Um, But we, neither of us really knew a whole lot about this story before going into the movie and I feel like I actually learned something watching this movie while also being blown away by the artistic side of what was going on and um it kind of feels like a full circle moment because on the first episode of our podcast we talked about our most anticipated things of this year uh-huh. which that feels like it was a million I years ago I can't even remember what I said except for <laughs> Bo was afraid that I didn't even watch um <laughs> But this was on my list, and I finally got to see it, and it ended up at the top of my list as it stands so far. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know what else to say about it. Marty is my boy. He's, king. He's my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's king of the movies. Um, I mean, it's been said before, but this year was a really great year for film. We had movies from a lot of all-stars of filmmaking come out and just like it felt like every weekend there was something new and worthwhile to go see so I had a really great time at the movies in 2023 me too we hope that y'all did too (laughs) I think they did (laughs) (laughs) so that is our best of list the watchies for 2023 um Thank you all for listening with us all year long. Um, We'll be back, like I said, next year with um, new ideas, new updates. We want to kind of throw out some um, questions to our audience and to our friends um, of how they like to listen to podcasts and what they look for when they choose what kind of podcasts they want to listen to. So be looking for that if you follow us on Instagram. Um, We would appreciate your feedback. and. We will see you next year, 2024. We'll have all the awards coverage. Yeah, it's getting into crunch time, you guys. This is the most wonderful time (laughs) of the year. (laughs) Yes, thank you all for listening, and we hope you have an amazing new year. Love ya. Love ya. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. No, no, that was the end.
That's all I have to say.